Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Hello, and welcome to Best in Erica's Rock and Roll Music Hour. I'm Erica, and... I'm Bessie Lanning. <laughs> and we are back for our second episode, and hopefully you tuned into the first one. This episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Tara Lanning, and she's my mom. Say hi. Hi there. And I'm very excited to have her on my show. She's my first guest, and uh, she's going to sing a song called Crazy by Patsy Cline. I'm sure you know it. I'm excited about that. Would you like to say something Yes. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> On Saturday, I will be 78 years old. I want to encourage everybody out there to not give up on your dreams and keep on playing and enjoying your music because it is tremendously enjoyable. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, I'm going to pass the mic off to our special guest, Tara. Thank you, Erica. I'm happy to be here. I am happy you're here as well. I kind of just want to talk a little bit about who you are, of course, and uh, when and how you started being involved with music. Well, I got involved with music because I was born into it. My uh, mother and father were both entertainers. My mother still is, but my father passed away in 93, but he was uh, on Marty Robbins' first recordings in 1947 in Hollywood, California. And my father had started a band in Phoenix, Arizona, and they played at a club called Fred Cares' Nightclub. My father was a great singer himself, as you'll hear later in the show, but he wanted to have a lead singer, and he was friends with Marty Robbins, and he hired Marty to be his uh, front man for the band, and they played there for many years. And then little Jimmy Dickens, God rest his soul as well, he uh, happened to be at Fred Cares' nightclub one night and really liked Marty singing and so he went to his record label and told him hey come hear this guy the rest is history and uh, then my mother she's always been singing ever since I can remember and uh, I have uh, reel to reel tapes when I was two years old singing Big Boss Man so I was uh, born with it and I'm happy that I was me too. <laughs> that is a very colorful life, I must say. <laughs> it has been. It's been very interesting. Most kids go to football games or baseball games or different things, and I went to benefit shows and the uh, Grand Ole Opry, and every Friday and Saturday night we'd listen to it, and I'd listen to all the greats and imagine them in my head of being around them and just how wonderful they all were. And to grow up in the 70s, even though they had been around for quite some time, it was still great to be able to listen to them and learn from them and just uh, enjoy them because the Opry at that time was like magic. It was just a, a beautiful age for the Opry and it was it was beautiful for me. It just uh, took me away to another place, I guess you could say. It was awesome. I wish that I was around in that time to see all those awesome shows and all the artists. Uh, that was truly the golden age of country music, that's for sure. Indeed, I agree. And their outfits by by Manuel, all their sequins and designs, Porter Wagner and just uh, Carl and uh, Pearl Butler and just all of them, Little Jimmy and just everybody had those wonderful suits and Porter Wagner, every time he'd sing, he'd open up his coat and you could see all these great designs that had been inlaid in it and, and I waited for it. Oh, I waited for it. Couldn't take it, the suspense. And then he'd do it and it was like, there it is. It's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. I wish that could have been there. It's awesome. I was definitely born in the wrong decade. <laughs> but everything happens for a reason, and I was born at the right time. I agree. So. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I would also like to ask you to speak about a little bit your relationship with uh, Carl Smith and how you guys were friends. Well, I uh, worked for uh, Cracker Barrel for many, many years as a uh, waitress for them, and uh, I got to meet quite a few country music stars and opera stars and things, and uh, Carl Smith started coming in with his wife, Goldie, and uh, I would wait on them, and then uh, at that time, I was really pushing, trying to get into the music business myself, because I was in my 20s, late 20s, and I had been working on it for so long, and people were always slamming doors in my face, as the story goes for so many of us, but anyway, I gave him uh, a demo tape. And uh, he listened to it, and from that day forward, to him, I wasn't a, a Cracker Barrel server anymore. I was a singer. And for that to come from him, a Hall of Famer of the Country Music Hall of Fame and a legend of the Opry, and anybody famous in his caliber that would come in and eat with him, he'd call me over to the table, even if I wasn't waiting on him, and he'd say, Tara, come over here and meet such and such, or so and so, and all these different people, and he'd say, this is Tara, she's a singer. And then they'd look at me and smile and shake my hand, and I was on common ground with these people that were legends. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. I met Charlie Dick, which is Patsy Cline's widower. I got to tell him how great I thought Patsy was, and he's beautiful, wonderful, nice man. So happy and smiley and, and always had a cute joke and just so, so many of them uh, that came in. And especially after Carl got inducted into the Hall of Fame, um, I could hardly get at him because there was always somebody, somebody famous coming in to eat with him, but he'd still call me over there and introduce me. This is Tara. She's a singer. For someone as me that has done it so long and never did catch the break that I wanted to, to me that's priceless to have someone of his, his stature introduce me to these people. I met his daughter, Carlene Carter, and uh, she's just wonderful, and she's a great entertainer herself. And you sit and you think back, you know, it's Carlene Carter and Carl Smith, and, you know, he was married to June Carter, and, and these people are like royalty. And to be friends with them and common ground and to treat you like you're the same as they are, even though you're not as big as they are and may never be is truly a gracious thing. It's such an honor. Yes, indeed. And he, he was just a really nice man and just real and wasn't nothing fake about him. He's just straight up and beautiful singer. If all you guys listen out there, if you've never listened to him, look him up on YouTube, Carl Smith, and you'll be enlightened to uh, someone who was really great. June and him did songs together. They did. They did. They did. Um, Time's a wasting. Did mm -hmm. they really do that song? Because mm -hmm. they have, you know, the version of it in Walk the Line. <laughs> mm -hmm. They sure did. I always wondered if, which I, I'm sure I can just look this up, but I wanted to see in the movie Walk the Line, you know, Johnny and June do that song together, and, and June is just, you know, doesn't want to do that because that's hers and Carl Smith's song together, and, right. and Johnny makes it a point to do it because right. he wants June the whole time, you know. Obviously, that's a real story. but <laughs> That is. That is. I would like to see if I could find that performance online and see if that's out there. <laughs> I bet. I bet it is. And since you brought that movie up, that made a cute thing. Once I was speaking with Carl, he had came in to eat, and we were talking, and he asked me if I'd seen the movie because he hadn't seen it yet. And I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I saw it. I said, it was really good. I said, but the cat they got to play you, I said, his pompadour just wasn't high enough. And he busted out laughing. He thought that was the greatest thing because he always had such beautiful hair. And I said, yeah, man, they didn't fix his pompadour high enough at all. And he just loved it. And he says, well, Tara, I'll have to go pick it up and check it out. 
And I said, yes, that would be cool. And so there again, there I am sitting there talking with the legend of who they've portrayed in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it just, it was great. And I miss him every day. I miss him. I loved him very much. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your life with hey, us. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I hope I didn't ramble on too, too no. much there. So much substance. It's great. <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm, I'm so excited about all the stuff you just said. <laughs> I'm really happy that I could bring you on this show and so that you could tell people about yourself and about all of our history as a musical family and, and share a little bit of your singing later. <laughs> I am going to now let you guys hear it. Well, guys, in honor of the great Patsy Cline, one of the best that'll ever be in my book, here's my rendition of Crazy. I hope you like it. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely I'm crazy crazy for feeling so blue I knew you love me as long as you wanted For somebody new Worry Why do I let myself worry Wondering What in the world Thinking that my love could hold you I'm crazy for trying And crazy for crying And I'm crazy for loving you Crazy for thinking that my love could hold you I'm crazy for crying and crazy for trying And I'm crazy for loving you Well, that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I would say you definitely did Patsy justice. <laughs> Next up, I'm going to play a song that's very special to all of us. It's a song called Holding On To You, written by Linda Buchanan. And it's sang by my grandfather, Floyd Lanning. It was recorded in 1976, when my mom was nine. <laughs> so cool to be On my birthday, no yeah. less. On my birthday. On her birthday. Yes, <laughs> and when he, he went to record it, and then when he came home, he had brought me back a... Uh, a Shoney's Big Boy sandwich. I waited up for him, and it was like midnight, and he brought me back a Shoney's Big Boy sandwich, and I ate it like it was the greatest thing on earth. I'm sure it was, though. <laughs> 
It sounds so dreamy. <laughs> it was. But yeah, it sounds like anything that came out in that time. And because of Marty Robbins' jealousy, it was never put out. A couple of radio stations played it, but it was never distributed. Yeah, everybody loved it. Two people called in and kept wanting to hear it. Yeah. Also, the song that you're about to hear is on a 45 record that I've recorded with my microphone. And if you are interested in having a copy of the record, you can get it for $4.99 at Grimey's Preloved and Used Music in Nashville. And I'll get more to where you can find my music and my mom's music after this. think about you and forget we've ever met I know these are the things that I should do but I really never was too smart at least it seems that way inside me there's a memory that keeps holding on to you Just when I think I've crossed that bridge That's when you cross my mind That little memory fights me And it's with me all the time I guess it takes a little more Of what I'm going through For now I feel this memory and it's holding on to you Holding on to memories Ain't the smartest thing I know I still have those memories But they won't let me go Just when I think that things are right This little memory And it's holding on to you Out steps this little memory And it's holding on to you Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know that we sure did. I'd like to thank my mom, Tara Lanning, for coming on the show tonight. It was a pleasure, and we enjoyed your singing. And I'm going to let her tell you how you can find her. Thank you, Erica Case. I'm so happy to be here. It's just been a great show, and I've enjoyed it so much. And I hope everybody out there has enjoyed my singing. And if you'd like to check out more of my more of my songs that I've done, um, you can find me on um, Facebook at Tara Lanning. It's T-A-R-A-L-A-N-N-I-N-G. And go to the Music tab for my music page and then you can also find me on YouTube and just type in Tara Lanning and I'll be there and thanks so much for having me um, it's been a real pleasure Erica Case and Bessie Lanning thank you thanks anytime and now I would like to uh, answer some questions that some very special people sent in to us tonight their names are Fast and Molasses and that's their band and they are an awesome little folk band and they recorded their uh, first album from the sugarcane in Ohio, which is very cool because that's where my mom was born. <laughs> Cleveland! Yeah, represent. 
<laughs> they sent us some very cool questions that I'm very excited to answer. And you can also find their album from the Sugarcane on Bandcamp. Just go to fast-molasses.bandcamp.com. And it is great, especially if you like folk music. And it has a really amazing New Orleans flair to it. <laughs> Uh, my favorite song is Me Oh My, and I'm going to play a little clip of it. Oh, me oh my, oh me oh my. 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 I've been going to the riverside. I've been going to the riverside. while I was working at uh, this vintage store, Hip Zipper, in Nashville, which is a cool vintage store, and you should check it out if you're in the area. And I met a ton of people while I was working there that were just passing through because Nashville is such a tourist place. And they were all super nice, especially Christopher, which is who sent us the questions tonight, him and his bandmate. And we've kept in touch ever since we met, and he was very interested in our first episode and wanted to send us some very special questions for me and my grandmother. It says, Howdy, Erica and Bess. It's me, Fast, here with my partner, Molasses. We've got a few questions for you ladies. Feel free to pick and choose which you'd like to answer, which I would like to answer all of them. <laughs> um, the first question is from my grandmother, Bess, and it says, what's your favorite instrument to hear being played? A piano with Jerry Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's a great answer. Um, and this one's for me. It says, what are some genres of music you and Bess don't agree on? I would say that I really like rap music, <laughs> and I know my grandmother does not like rap music. <laughs> I like rap music to a certain extent, but some of it I do not like because it just sounds like one sound to me and it gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that though, especially with my younger brother who blasts it on his big speaker. <laughs> All it sounds is boom, boom. <laughs> it just sounds like bass sometimes. but. That is pretty much the only genre I think that we disagree on. And this one's for you, Granny. It says, could you tell us more about your childhood and where your music fit into your schedule? My childhood, I grew up in West Virginia, and the music fits into my life because all of my family were musicians on both sides of my family, my dad and my mama, and we just all grew up playing music and singing. No, it wasn't real good music at that time, but it was music, and we loved it. <laughs> That's a great answer. I'd also like for you to tell your story about how you played for your dad's boss. I'd like to say tonight to you while I'm talking here that uh, when I was about eight years old, we lived in a sawmill camp in West Virginia. My dad, he worked on the sawmill making cap wedges for the coal miners. So his dad's boss was named Bill Harmon, and he had a pet baboon. So at lunchtime every day, he would come down and sit on the end of the sawmill dock. Our house was real close to it, and I'd sit on the porch and play songs for him on my old guitar that I got ordered from the Ferry Seed Company. That was my very first guitar. It cost $13. 
And I'd sit there and sing and play songs for him at that age, and he'd always give me some money when I'd get through singing. And I always looked forward to that every day of playing music and entertaining him. And one time my guitar strings broke, and I still played for him, even though I just had five strings to play on. I played and entertained him. <laughs> That's an awesome story. Um, the next question is also for you. <laughs> they love you, by the way. <laughs> Uh, it says, tell us some tastes and smells from your childhood. We love Southern cooking. <laughs> well, I love pinto beans and cornbread and turnip greens and uh, fried chicken and all those good Southern cookings. And I love uh, green tomatoes uh, with salt just sprinkled on them. And that was one of my favorite things to eat when I was a child. <laughs> And I also grew up eating squirrel and possum and groundhogs and uh, all kinds of stuff because my dad was a hunter. And uh, I have one brother still living in West Virginia. He still hunts uh, those uh, animals today and cleans them and cooks them. So a lot of people back there in those days, we didn't have a lot of food like a lot of people, so they would catch those animals and clean them and uh, make meat for us to eat to survive on. That's awesome. <laughs> can't imagine eating a squirrel or rabbit <laughs> or anything like that or deer I haven't had deer but I had deer jerky and it was pretty good but it was really tough and like thin and it tasted good though but like the texture is not great <laughs> everybody's making gross faces <laughs> this one's also for you it says what's some advice that you could give to young girls looking to pursue fame through music I would tell the young girls if they're looking to be famous, they need to practice and sing and uh, to learn the songs that they fits their voice and to uh, pay attention to how they sound when they're singing and be sure that they sing well when they do sing and to uh, practice playing on time and to uh, not sing too loud, but to make sure they are heard. That's great advice, actually. And the second part of that question is, what's your opinion on being famous and staying famous? Well, my opinion on being famous and staying famous, you have to be sure that you always have number one hit songs and stay in the spotlight as much as possible and always be sure to treat your fans nice and always give them autographs because they are with the people that make us and if we don't keep our fans, we're not famous. Absolutely. That's a great answer. This one's for me. And it says, what makes carrying on tradition important to you? Could young Doc be a reincarnation of Doc Watson? Um, I looked up Doc Watson. I actually had not heard of him before, but um, he's a very famous folk singer and songwriter. Uh, but no, actually, uh, we named him Doc after Doc Holliday, the gunslinger. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure you've seen the movie Tombstone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we named him after the famous Doc Holiday because he's going to be a badass. <laughs> but yeah, and this one's for you. It says, when you write songs, do you think of melodies first or words? When I write songs, they just come to me and then I write them down and usually the whole tune and the whole song itself just comes to me all together in one bunch. That's awesome. For me, I feel like it's the same way in a sense. Like I never, I've really never written just a melody and then later on added words to it because I feel like if you write just a melody it won't really flow as well with the words because well a great example of this is if any of you out there like the strokes the album angles that they came out with 
it was speculation that Julian Casablancas recorded the vocals separately from the band. And if anybody's heard that album, the whole album sounds completely detached and the vocals are sort of like distant sounding in relationship to the actual music and melody. I think that if you're going to be a songwriter that makes the best song to write it all at once, lyrics and music. But those are some great questions, guys. Uh, thank you so much for uh, sending those in. And I can't wait to have you on the show soon, whenever you guys can. Hopefully you'll be in the area. But that is Fast and Molasses, and you can find their album from the Sugarcane on fast-molasses.bandcamp.com. Well, I'm so glad that we had an awesome first guest and an awesome second episode. <laughs> and uh, thanks again so much, everyone who's tuned in. We have right now 150 listens on our first episode, and that is amazing. <laughs> so thank you so much to everybody that's out there listening. I didn't expect such a fast turnover. I've only had it up a week. So thank you so much to everyone. Um, you can find me at ericacase.com or ericacase.bandcamp.com. And also shout out to Grimies. They're amazing. They let me release all my music there. And you can find the 45 vinyl of my grandfather's record just for $4.99. Just go in, ask them for Floyd Lanning's record. And it's on Charger Records, which was a uh, a music record label that Marty had at the time. Um, but just go in there and ask them for Floyd Lanning's record and they'll find it for you. They don't have any more copies left of The Ballad of Floyd Lanning on CD, but if you go to my website, you can find it. And if you go to SoundCloud slash Erica Case 1, you can find it as well. Or just Google the title, The Ballad of Floyd Lanning, and it's the only thing out there that's called that. So... Um, I'm so happy that we had Tara on the show, and uh, I'm going to pass it off to Bessie for her closing comments. I'm proud to be here tonight, and I'm very happy that uh, Tara came and visited for our first guest, and uh, I'm her mother, and she's been singing since she was just a very little girl. She used to sit on the bed and sing Big Boss Man, and I'd play for her when she was about four years old. We lived on Marty Robbins's farm, and uh, she and I spent a terrible lot of time together while her dad was working. We would play music and play games to keep ourselves entertained, and uh, she started singing when she's just a baby, and uh, so then when uh, she got older, while well, we'd sit there and we'd play music and we'd just have a great time being my mother and daughter together. And I am very proud that she has such a wonderful, outstanding voice. And I hope you enjoy it. I think that everyone definitely will. And you can find my grandmother on Facebook as well. Just type in Bessie Lanning and it's also under the music tab. If you go on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash McKinsey001, um, you can find all of her cover videos on there. And if you just type all of our names into YouTube, it all comes up. Thanks everyone so much for joining us again. I'm signing off. Mm -hmm.